The Tennessee Titans defeat the New England Patriots in their preseason finale, and Malik Willis shows the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to break it all down on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, the Tennessee Titans capped off their 2023 preseason with a 23-7 victory over the New England Patriots. Malik Willis was a roller coaster in the game with great moments and bad moments all the same. The Titans defense dominated. And what the heck was that with Ryan Tannehill at the beginning of the game? We're going to go over Malik's performance, do a little tighten up and tighten down before we get into it. Do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's the Locked On Titans podcast. It's your team every day. Shout out to my everydayers out there tuning in Monday through Friday. Been a great week of shows, and it's going to be a great week next week as well. The Titans are going to set their roster. I'm going to do a final roster prediction after this final preseason game. So much to talk about. Again, make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed, and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. The show's always free. I'll ask for in return is the press of a button. But we got to talk about Malik Willis, and I'm going to start with the good, okay? Because we saw, and it wasn't just the good plays. It was the flow of the game. We saw Malik Willis show us everything that makes him a potential option for this franchise as the quarterback going forward. We saw all of the stuff that gets Malik, that gets people who are fans of Malik Willis excited. People who believe in Malik Willis, you saw all of it out there. 15 for 20, 211 passing yards, two touchdowns, and the two interceptions. Don't worry, I'll get there. But... I thought that the the big thing for me about Malik Willis's performance is it's not just that he showed the flashes of greatness, um, and it's not about all the bad mistakes either. It's just that he kept bouncing back. And Mike Vrabel talked about it after the game. He said he loved the way that Malik Willis competed in this game. And even after bad interception throws, even after bad drives, Malik Willis kept coming back and trying to get better and better and better. I mean, at one point during the game, he was 10 for 10 on his last 10 throws. He was absolutely cooking. If you look, Malik Willis started one for five, but he finished the game 14 for 15. And of course, the one pass that he didn't complete was the really, really bad interception. Absolutely bad interception. But the plays that he did make, using his legs, using his arm strength, coordinating the offense, getting the ball out, responding after mistakes. I mean... It, you have to be somewhat impressed by what he was able to do out there. There's no way around it. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. It was not perfect at all. But man, again, the arm talent, the mobility. He was keeping his eyes downfield the entire time, uh, getting the ball out of his hands. Some of those plays, is especially the touchdown pass to, to Julius Chestnut, pops out of my mind. He was able to evade pressure. 
keep his eyes downfield, rolling out to his left, make a crossbody throw to Chestnut for the touchdown. I mean, yeah, I see uh, William Jones in the chat says, salute to Malik. And yeah, that's all you could do. Again, was it a perfect game for Malik Willis? Absolutely not and far from it. But the way that he competed in this game, the way that he bounced back after his mistakes to go down and, and score touchdowns, the way he was able to utilize all of his talents, even if you are a Malik Willis hater, quote-unquote Malik Willis hater, which I'm accused of being sometimes, so I guess that's just the way it goes. You have to respect the arm talent and the mobility. You cannot deny that Malik Willis has great arm talent and great mobility and the capacity to, to use both of those. Those are the things that we know. So when you see them on display, it's like, man, there is something there. But at the same time, you got to talk about the bad too, right? Guys, my goal here is to always keep it fair. We saw some great stuff. Yeah, again, the laser throw to Kiaris Jackson in the end zone. The mobility, rolling to his left, hitting chestnut. I, I mean, we saw all the flashes, and we saw consistency for part of the game from Malik Willis. We did see some consistency where he got on a hot streak, man. He rebounded after that first interception, and he got hot, okay? It was a Jekyll and Hyde performance because we saw great flashes. It was like, whoa. Like, Malik Willis played his best football, in my opinion, in this game. Like, the, the, the flashes and the streaks of good play is the best. We saw that, that touchdown drive after the interception of Josh Wiley. That was like the best drive I've seen Malik Willis put together in a long time that finished with the chestnut touchdown. I mean, that was impressive stuff. But that's what makes the mind-numbing mistakes so much more frustrating. Like, the pass to Wiley, it was an inaccurate pass, but there's tight coverage. Maybe Malik thought he was going to sit down in a different spot, all that. It wasn't a good pass, but maybe understandable. But that interception, the second interception that he threw to that linebacker over the middle, that is just mind-numbingly bad. That is terrible. Like, how can you make those mistakes? Okay? It, that doesn't make sense. All right? And those are the things where it's like, you see the plays, and then he does something like that, and it's like, Malik. And it feels like you lose ground. It, it just, it's, and some of these plays where he's trying to evade pressure and he's running around and scrambling for his life, just throw the ball out of bounds. Mike Vrabel scolded him after a time in the first half where what, once you get away from two or three guys and they're still on you, just throw it away. Don't take the five or six-yard loss. And Mike Vrabel even said it to him. Mike Vrabel even said it to him on the sideline immediately after. Throw it away. Throw it away. So, again... It's a roller coaster with Malik Willis because some of the highs are so high. I mean, it's top throw dragster at Cedar Point, baby. You're 420 feet up in the air, going 120 miles per hour, having the time of your life. But when it's coming down, that the second interception over the middle was awful. The running around and not throwing the ball out of bounds had some ball security issues with multiple fumbles. I mean, it's just inconsistency. Now, again... Back to what Mike Vrabel said. He loved the way Malik Willis competed. And I thought there was more good than bad from Malik Willis. I, I come away more impressed than not. Okay? But at the end of the day, the type of mistakes that Willis still makes with ball security, with the interceptions, with holding the ball, with the fumble, 
some of that stuff. You you just can't play consistently when you make those kind of mistakes. Those are the mistakes that lose you a game. So we see very good from Malik Willis that should continue to give Titans fans hope. Malik Willis has to be on this team. I don't buy any of the conspiracy theories that say Malik Willis is going to be traded or that they're actually convinced that Levis is the two, so they're just letting Malik play more. No. I don't buy any of those conspiracies. Malik has done enough to be the backup quarterback at this point. He's absolutely going to make the roster. And um, you just got to give him credit for bouncing back, even though it wasn't perfect. Again, it was not perfect, but you could see all of the good if he can just correct some of those crazy mistakes. The Titans have a player. And again, like I said earlier this week, I didn't think that this would be the case at this point in the preseason, so I will take a Titan down for being wrong about what Malik Willis could do development-wise. But with that being said, we got to transition into Titan up, Titan down. A lot of you guys in the chat right now, throw a thumbs up on the video. Show's always free. Get subscribed. What are your Titan ups, the players who you thought played well, your Titan downs, the players that you thought didn't play so well? Get those in the chat right now as we go into Titan up and talk about Tennessee Titans starting defense. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Did you guys just hear me? Bet $5 on FanDuel Sportsbook and you'll get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. You can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. And I love that they have a ton of good promotions every day, which makes a lot of fun to place your wagers. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Remember, that's FanDuel slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you can't miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. It's a bonus edition, breaking down the Tennessee Titans preseason win over the New England Patriots. Guys, if you like this kind of Tennessee Titans content, immediate deep dives into the games after it happens, I'm going to be going live after every single Titans game all season long. I'm going to be doing bonus episodes. I'm going to have your Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content always for free on the Locked on Titans YouTube channel, on the Locked on Titans podcast feeds. Make sure that you get subscribed and stay subscribed. It's your team every single day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But with that being said, we got to get into Titan up, Titan down. And we're going to start with the Titan ups. Remember, this is something that I do every single episode after the games. Talk about the guys who played well. Talk about the guys who maybe didn't play so well. Get your Titan ups and your Titan downs into the comments right now. But I talked about Malik Willis's situation with the good and the bad. I'm not going to put him on the Titan up list. I'm not going to put him on the Titan down list either. We are going to start with the Tennessee Titans defense. Did you see what I saw out there, ladies and gentlemen? 
the Tennessee Titans defense is ready to play some football, okay? They were absolutely destructive out there in the, it was like, they started taking certain guys out, but, I mean, three drives, four drives, three at probably max, honestly. They force a three and out and a punt immediately, first drive, three plays, get the heck out of here, New England. This is absurd. And Aziz Al Shire with a smoking hit up the middle, laying the hit stick on Harris, man. Woo, I'm so excited to watch Aziz play. Then one play. Danico Autry strips at, gets in the backfield, forces a fumble. Jaden Peavy recovers it. I mean, four offensive plays, four yards and a turnover. I mean, the Tennessee Titans defense was absolutely cooking the Patriots, the starting defense. I mean, I mean, honestly, the defense all day long, right? New England scored seven points in the second quarter, didn't score anything else in any of the other quarters. The Titans defense was on top of it all day, but man, that starting defense. Kevin Byard had a pass breakup. Sean Murphy Bunting got called for a weird pass interference call that I didn't necessarily like. But uh, whatever. I just, everyone was impressive. Everyone, now you didn't see Jeffrey Simmons. Harold Landry was able to make some plays and get out there and get some reps. So just a, a huge tighten up for the Tennessee Titans starting defense. I thought they were fantastic. Danico Autry, Aziz Alshire, um, just really good stuff from the Titans starting defense. But moving forward into some more individual conversations here. And Rashad Weaver and Kyle Pecco and Michael Dwumfar on the Titans' backup defensive line were just fantastic. I mean, the Titans got a bunch of sacks in this game. They were in the New England Patriots' backfield throughout, it felt like. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, six sacks. For the Titans on the night. Two by Michael Dwumfar, who he literally joined the Titans an hour ago. And I, I think he needs to make the roster as a backup defensive lineman. He has been awesome since the Titans brought him along. Michael Dwumfar has been great. Uh, again, Rashad Weaver getting into the backfield. Five and a half sacks last year. Not a bad third rusher. He played pretty late into the game. I thought Weaver was great. Quarterback hit, tackle for loss. I mean, stepping up. And then again, K-Lub. Murphy, Caleb Murphy has to make this team. Had another sack on the night, and it was a great play. I, I'm, I was kind of worried about the defensive line depth for the Titans coming into training camp and through the summer, but with Dwumfar, Pecco had a sack as well. I like Kyle Pecco. Those are two guys who I think need, need to make this team. Rashad Weaver looking to build on last year. And Caleb Murphy, I mean... In this preseason, I have seen some really solid play from the Titans' defensive line and edge rush group, and I'm pretty excited about the group now. After having concerns about the depth in those areas, the Titans did a good job to churn the interior defensive line to get Pecco and Dwumfor in there. Um, and then Caleb Murphy, man, that was a hit. They cannot let him go. They simply can't let him go. Huge tighten up for the backup defensive line there and all the pressure that they were getting on the Patriots. But now I want to talk about some tighten-ups on offense. Tajay Spears just continues to be awesome. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. Nine carries for 28 yards. The average wasn't great, but on the 19-yard run, the stiff arm, he's learning from the best stiff arm in the business in Derrick Henry, and he is keeping that going. I mean, the Titans have a legit thunder and lightning again. 
And, oh, yeah, by the way, the thunder runs like lightning, too. The thunder rolls for the Tennessee Titans, okay? So, tighten up for Tajay Spears, and yes, Julius Chestnut. Got a little banged up. Uh, nine carries for 30 yards. Again, not a great average. The Patriots' defensive front really put it on the Titans' offensive line at points and times during the game, especially the earlier in the game when the Patriots were playing some of their better backups and stuff. Uh, they made it tough on the Titans, but Julius Chestnut broke off that 23-yard run, and man, he's a power back, but he had such good agility there to find the lanes, kind of wiggle a little bit in the backfield before picking his hole and getting upfield. Tremendous. And I want to give credit to Jacquez Patrick. While we're talking about running backs, 15 carries, 76 yards. After Chestnut got a little bit banged up, Patrick went out there and took the bulk of the carries, 5.1 yards. Uh, they made the comparison on the broadcast, Jacquez Patrick to Deontay Foreman. I don't think he quite has that speed and even the, the wiggle that Foreman has. I don't think he's there. But Jacquez Patrick reminds me of like a, a dollar general Brandon Jacobs. Like he's just upright running with power. So shout out to Jacquez Patrick. I mean, I got to go back and watch the tape to see how he did on special teams, but there's a chance he might take us on Haskins' position as the special teams-focused backup running back. You know what I mean? So, I, shout out to the running backs there. I thought they ran well, and I'm excited for what the Titans' run game can be. Um, moving forward, want to talk some wide receivers. Guys who stood out to me tonight, Colton Dow and Kiaris Jackson. Uh, I thought it was incredibly... Colton Dow was the Titans' third wide receiver on the night. They had Chris Moore and NWI as the starters. And Colton Dow was wide receiver three. I honestly haven't been very high on Colton Dow throughout the process. You haven't heard a lot about him. He was banged up a little bit during camp, but he had two catches for 49 yards, had a 30-yard catch. And again, he was that first wide receiver off the bench after NWI and Chris Moore, who we know were making the team. So that's, that's a good sign for Colton Dow. So tighten up for Colton Dow. Also, tighten up for Kiaris Jackson. One catch, 26 yards, had the touchdown, but they had Mason Kinsey out to return a punt late in the game, and they pulled him out and put Jackson in. That means that they want to get another look at Kiaris Jackson. Okay? So they wanted to make sure that he could do it. They wanted to make sure that he could punt return, and he could. And he got a 16-yard return. Looked good on coverage units. He was out there, scored the touchdown. They want Kiaris Jackson on this ball club, and that's a huge tighten up for him. Not that he was so insane in the game or anything like that, but it is obvious. It is obvious the Tennessee Titans want Kiaris Jackson on the team. So, Danico Autry, Aziz Alshire, Colton Dow, Chestnut, Spears, Kiaris Jackson, Kayla Murphy, Rashad Weaver, uh, Kyle Pecco, Michael Dwumfar. There's a lot more to talk about as well. And we're going to dive into it as the week unfolds still. And I get into the tape more and get to watch the All-22 and all that. But a lot of tighten-ups. A lot of tighten-ups here. But now, we do got to talk about the tighten-downs, okay? Because there were some rough performances in there as well. Starting with, what the heck was that with Ryan Tannehill? What are we doing out here? I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Before I do... Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Guys, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price 
guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. And with Tennessee Titans regular season football so close, now is the perfect time to download the Game Time app. Plus, you don't got to do all this long-term planning. Game Time is a great spot for last-minute tickets. It is what they do. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Snag those tickets without stress with Game Time. Titans fans, we are going to cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast, talking about the Tennessee Titans 23-7 preseason win over the New England Patriots. We talked about Malik Willis's up-and-down performance, but overall pretty solid. We talked about the Titan ups, the players who I thought played well in this game and deserved a shout-out. Now we got to get into the Titan down, some of the things that made me raise my eyebrow. Before I do, want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen Each and every day, remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all apps and always for free. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. There's 359 people watching this live right now. There should be at minimum 359 likes on the video. Thumbs up. The show's always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. Also want to remind you guys, I'm going to be doing my final 53-man roster prediction here in the next few days. Titans cuts start happening on Tuesday. That's when cut down happens at 4 p.m. Eastern. You do not want to miss my breakdown of all the roster moves. Again, get subscribed, stay subscribed. But Titan downs, let me know in the comment section, who are your guys' Titan downs? Who do you think had a bad night out there? Number one, I'm going to start... With the Titans' first-team offensive line, uh, it wasn't good enough, quite honestly. The Titans weren't getting any push in the run game early. Malik Willis really struggled early on, one for five to start, because there was a lot of pressure on him. And some of that, you know, you could blame Malik for all of it. That's the part of football. It's a team sport. But I did not think the Titans' starting offensive line had a very good performance. I honestly wrote in my notes that they got bullied. And I don't know that it's quite as bad as that. I'm going to have to go watch the tape to confirm that thought. But overall, either way, I do not think that the Titans starting offensive line played well in this game. And Titan down to Andre Dillard? Uh, Not because I think Dillard played poorly, but why was Andre Dillard playing late into the third quarter as the starting left tackle of the team when all the rest of the starters were out? What was that all about? That was weird. So... Tighten down to the starting offensive line, but that's wrapped into what was going on with Ryan Tannehill. They put him out there for three plays, had a a delay a game, three handoffs. They did a handoff on third and 10 plus. Now, I don't really care about all of that, whatever, but if the plan was just to go out there and let Tannehill hand off the ball three times, one, How does that get him ready for the regular season? How did what Ryan Tannehill, what he did in the game today, three handoffs and then you're out. How did what Ryan Tannehill 
did today help him get ready for the regular season? The whole conversation around letting Ryan Tannehill play some is so that he could get acclimated, gain some chemistry, get used to things, get used to being behind that offensive line. He got none of that. So all you had was the downside of Ryan Tannehill maybe getting hurt, tripping, blah, 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 with none of the upside of actually playing him. It made zero sense whatsoever that Ryan Tannehill was out there and you just wasted a drive that you could have saw Malik Willis behind the first string offensive line. Fighting down for Mike Vrabel for that plan with Ryan Tannehill. Absolutely silly, pointless, useless, did not accomplish anything. It it hurt the team in their evaluation more than it helped. So, I don't know. That was really weird. Um, Outside of that, Josh Wiley, he ended up getting hurt at the end of the game with an ankle injury, but a terrible job blocking early on. I mean, that goes with the offensive line and their blocking. The Patriots' defensive front ate the Titans up early in the game. So, um, Josh Wiley did not... He's just not a good enough blocker to play consistently for the Titans in their two tight end sets. He can be used as a third down weapon, as a red zone matchup, but Wiley's just not developed enough and is blocking and strong enough yet to be an actual every down tight end for the Titans. Um, Moving forward... Like you guys are all saying, I'm seeing it a ton in the chat. Michael Badgley, man, yeah, tighten down to the kicker. Uh, the Titans need a new kicker. Bring in Randy Bullock. Bring in Robbie Gold. Uh, there's a couple of good kickers on some teams around the NFL. I think the Ravens have a couple of good guys. Um, there are going to be some cuts that happen here in the next few days with kickers. The Titans definitely need to bring in some guys over the next few weeks and see if they can find somebody else because Badgley ain't it. Um, I think he went three for three on his kicks. Let me double check the stats here just to make sure that I'm saying it right. He went three for four on his field goals, uh, two for two on his extra points, but it was shaky, shaky water. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not satisfied there. Um, anyways, moving right along, uh, Mason Kinsey. And it's not that Mason Kinsey played poorly, but it's not a good sign for him having a chance to make the roster with the way that he was used. I didn't see Mason Kinsey until late in the game. He got one punt return, and like I said, tighten up for Kiaris Jackson. They pulled Kinsey off the field for the punt return and said, Kiaris, go out there and do it because we want to see you. And that's just showing, hey, you know, Kinsey, we know what you can do, buddy. Yeah, great. Thank you. Let's let's go ahead and look at this other guy here. So not good that a bunch of players played over Mason Kinsey early, and then not a good thing that... They pulled him off the field and let Kiaris Jackson do the punt return. Just a tighten down for not Kenzie's play, but just his situation. Not looking good. Similarly, Tracy McMath. Both those guys, third-year receivers who have been with the team, and they just haven't done enough. They have been replaced by younger players who can do more. Uh, McMath didn't get on the field until late. Colton Dow was over him. Treshawn Harrison was over Roberson and McMath in this game. They came on the field first. So, not a good sign for Racy McMath, Mason Kinsey, Reggie Roberson. Tighten down for those guys. I do not feel very strongly that they are going to make the roster at this point. So, those are my tighten downs. Um, Let me know your guys is down below, of course. Uh, and we'll go over more about this game tomorrow's show. I might just go ahead and do my final roster prediction on Sunday night into Monday morning. 
Um, see if any news trickles in on Monday about roster moves and things like that. Cover those on Tuesday morning um, or Monday night for the YouTube crowd. And then obviously on Tuesday night on YouTube, Wednesday morning, have a full breakdown of the 53-man roster after the cut-down deadline on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, so much about to happen in the regular season. Uh, Edwin says, where's Raiden's at? He tore his ACL in Week 15 last year. He's on PUP. I wouldn't expect to see him for a while. So, wanted to answer that question real quickly before we got out of here. But with that being said, the preseason is over, folks. The regular season is right around the corner. Stay with me here on the Locked on Titans podcast. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.